Fort Worth. And radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday, May 7th, 2021, thank you so much for tuning in to the amazing, the one, the only EWTN. Don't forget to check out all of our great online resources and to find out more information for anything discussed on the air, on uh, the radio, TV, on the internet, whatever you're looking for, EWTN.com, tons of resources, as well as, of course, AveMariaRadio.net. Ave Maria Radio co-produces this program. Looking forward to, as always, our weekly chat with Doug Keck, who is our President and Chief Operating Officer. So much great programming, especially when we have these uh, themed months in the church. This is a merry month of May, so there's so many beautiful events going on in honor of Our Lady around the world, and Doug Keck will give us an update, what to expect. We'll have a, a shortened version of Fact Check Friday. There's this fascinating report that looks at the state of the news media and goes inside the newsroom to get reporters' perspective. So it's very enlightening, and I want to share with you a couple of these insider comments, which I think exposes some of the many problems that are there, but will help us understand why we're seeing so much, uh, really, quite frankly, horrible reporting. And there are impressions that, that you have when you're watching, let's say, a major news network thinking that they're larger than life, when quite often just the opposite is the case. And I'll explain in Fact Check Friday. And then we're going to be wrapping up with uh, Edward Penton, who is a terrific correspondent, columnist for the Register. He's based in Rome and extremely knowledgeable, uh, along with our dear Joan Lewis, about the, the inside workings of the church and how things operate and and what happens and who's behind various events. And there has been a conference that has been scheduled. It's actually going on this week, and it's put on by the where there's two agencies involved, one within the church and one a separate entity outside the church that work together on this event, which I actually covered about five years ago. I covered one of them that was dealing with adult stem cell research, which was excellent, by the way. It was really informative. But there is a, a similar conference dealing with health and wellness. And there are a number of speakers who are there who are, are just um, raising an awful lot of eyebrows and concerns, and for good reason, because of the issues that they support including abortion and also a lot of uh, new age mysticism and whatnot. So how does this happen and, and what's behind this? And I think it's um, it could be really um, jarring when you see this and you're thinking, what in the world is going on? That's why I wanted to bring Edward on this morning to explain it. And that's not that we're saying, oh, this is great, this is wonderful, <clears throat> don't worry about it. What we're saying is, is what goes into these decisions? These are the questions that that we ask. This is what we want to know as concerned Catholics, because when you see this, and we know what the church teaches. And one particular presenter, Chelsea Clinton, is the one that's raising, obviously, uh, the most concern because of her, her stance on abortion and her family's stance on abortion, not to mention other things that they support. So how is someone like a Chelsea Clinton brought in to speak at this health and wellness conference, And given what they you know, and her movement represents, um, so to speak? So we'll ask Edward in terms of what goes goes into this and how they make these decisions. And the other thing that I think is is very upsetting to us is that you step back and you say, okay, well, don't they realize 
the op not just the optics i mean that's one thing but what does this say because it causes a lot of questions and doubts and so we need to look at this and we need to take an honest look at it and we'll do that with edward this morning also important to know to note however that the the vatican is also a separate entity it is a separate nation vatican city state and so the pope in addition to being the head of the Roman Catholic Church, also represents the Vatican, and therefore often welcomes different people from all different uh, walks of life and, and leadership roles, which one would expect in, in his role as a pope and the head of Vatican City State. But then there's this difference of, okay, you know that people are going to be passing through, they're there in Italy for business, they're going to be meeting with the pope, blah, blah, blah. But then there's a whole different aspect when someone is given a platform. So how do you balance those? What? How do we understand how this works? And what can we do about it in terms of how do we explain it to people? How do we explain it to ourselves and, and these conflicts that, that uh, you know, at least on appearance level are problematic? So we're going to talk about this, honestly, with Edward Penton. So stay tuned for that because I know a lot of you have been emailing me and I've been telling people, look, we're going to get Edward on. He's going to explain it. We're going to address it and hopefully um, calm your fears and, and just remind you that the church is still the church and that these teachings do not change. We can learn more about a particular change, ch- uh, church teaching, but the truth, especially the preeminent issue of life, does not change. All right, so that is our program for a Friday. Before we get into the news on a Friday, I have a, a special guest in the studio with me, and she's a personal a friend of mine, but she's also a dynamic young Catholic high school student who is uh, about to graduate, and, and she's going to be attending Holy Cross, which is right across from Notre Dame and hopes to study political science. Her name is Elizabeth Hale, and she is the eldest daughter of John and Kristen Hale from the Archdiocese of Detroit, and John also is the president and co-owner of Corporate Travel Service. They're one of our partners at Ave Maria Radio. I work with them in all of our pilgrimages and have known Elizabeth since she was literally a baby, and now she's graduating from high school, going on to college. And I just don't understand how this is happening because I'm still 38 years old. So how is this working out, Liz? I just don't know. You know? I don't know. You look so young. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. And uh, tell our, our, our audience why you wanted to do the shadowing today. Well, um, journalism is something that's always kind of caught my attention. I think it's just a fascinating world, and um, you are very good at it, and so I wanted to... I didn't pay her to say that, to just mention that. Yeah, no, just just a coffee in the morning, and that was all the payment I needed. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to see how it works and see um, the inner workings of how uh, true journalism and true news reporting is done oh thank you so you mentioned in the first hour we did a little bit longer of an interview that you're possibly thinking and praying about um the lord using you in politics yeah possibly we'll see where the lord leads me um i'm thinking i'm probably going to study political science although i think right now i'm undecided but um maybe going on to do law school or um something of that sort I hope, and I mean this sincerely because you're very articulate, I do hope that you consider someday and pray about maybe even serving uh, in public office. I think you'd be very good, and I know well, it's it's, it's very challenging. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to encourage parents out there. This weekend, of course, is Mother's Day, and I know your parents, and I know how hard they work, uh, as do so many of our listeners in trying to raise their, their children uh, up correctly and, and keep them in the faith. Um, you have never been afraid to ask questions, nor have your brothers and sisters. What would you tell parents out there who are really praying and hoping about helping their kids remain not just Catholic in name only, but integrating the faith in their everyday life? Um, well, I know we said this in the last hour, but I think um, it's very important to not be afraid 
of your kids' questions and to actually be encouraged by them. Um, because if your kids are challenging you, that means that they're curious. And um, that is a really, really good thing. Um, I think we all are searching for truth um, at you know the heart of who we are. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you feel like you're being challenged by your kids, um, that's a good thing. And to answer their questions, and I mean, you have to inform yourself as, um, you know, to, to know your face, right? You, to be able to explain yeah, it. And you have yeah. to live it out well, but, um, you know, encourage your kids to ask questions, I think is the, is the biggest thing. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Her nickname is, uh, is Boofy. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get, well, that was from your, was that from your brother, David or Andrew? Yeah, I forget. Um, What's the story? That was the... David. So, uh, when I was born, I think he was only two and he couldn't say Elizabeth. And so he called me e And then, um, that turned into Boofy, Boofy. and Boof. Yep. Which yep. I guess means beef in French, which is really great. Because <laughs> you do love a good steak. Yeah, you know, go. I do. So, yeah, so it works. <laughs> well, it's just been a joy to have you uh, here with me today. And, and uh, gosh, I, I just love um, having this opportunity to share what I love. Right? Because of what I do, I, I, I love it's like breathing to me. And, and I'm blessed to be able to do this on the air every single day. Elizabeth is going to be uh, in the studio with me this morning for the rest of the show and listening to our interview with Doug. And she also actually, I, I caught up with her a couple of years ago when I was covering the March for Life for EW10 and grabbed a quick interview before you went back on the bus. So yeah, that was great. fun, remember? Yeah, and hopefully, God willing, we'll be able to do that again uh, with the next um, mm-hmm. March for Life in January. All right, let's uh, take a look at the news. And then after the break, we're going to be talking, of course, as we do every Friday, as I mentioned, with Doug Keck from EWTN. Let's see what's happening in and around the world on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. president is being strongly criticized for his national day of prayer proclamation joe biden required by law as were other presidents to sign the proclamation each year encouraging all americans to pray that proclamation issued by the white house this year for yesterday's national day of prayer did not include the word god biden crediting prayer for powering what he referred to as moral movements Members of Congress, meanwhile, are asking President Biden to prioritize responding to global religious persecution. Members of the House and Senate sent a letter to the president this week saying religious freedom is one of the most basic human rights for all people and has historically been an area of sincere bipartisan support and agreement in American foreign policy. The letter called the U.S. a beacon of hope and freedom and urged Biden to allow the U.S. to continue to be a leader in calling attention and responding to religious persecution and around the world. We're going to be talking with Edward Penton a little bit later on in this program. Edward based in Rome, covering the Vatican for the National Catholic Register. You may have heard, and we're talking about this in depth a little bit later on, as I mentioned, the president's chief medical advisor kicking off a three-day virtual Vatican conference. Dr. Anthony Fauci featured at the conference entitled Exploring the Mind, Body, and Soul. It's put on by the Pontifical Council for the Culture and the Cura Foundation, the Cura Foundation describing itself as a non-sectarian, non-partisan public 5013 organization with the mission to improve human health globally. But other speakers taking part in the event, including pro-abortion supporter and activist Chelsea Clinton, drawing attention from concerned faithful Catholics and Catholic leaders who are concerned with the impressions given by such speakers who are offered a platform. And again, we're going to be discussing this with Edward Penton coming up. The public will be allowed to attend the Pope's general audience next week. Those wishing to attend will be able to access the interior courtyard of the Apostolic Palace to be part of the general audiences, and that starts on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, May 12th. It's the first time the general public will be part of his general audience in six months due to the coronavirus concerns. Pilgrims will be required 
to follow safety measures. And yesterday, the Holy Father receiving 34 new members of the Pontifical Swiss Guard. As Lydia O'Kane reports from Vatican News, the Pope telling them the qualities of helpfulness are a beautiful testimony and a sign of the Church's welcome. The Pope recalls the history of the Corps and the work many young men have carried out with commitment and fidelity, which continues to this day. He also spoke of members of the Guard that have gone so far as to sacrifice their own lives to defend the Pope. Pope Francis noted that many people have a calling in life, which sometimes means that some men have a vocation to the priesthood or consecrated life. Others, he said, follow the conjugal vocation and form their own families. Addressing the new recruits, the Pope said, With you, I thank the Lord, the source of all good, for the various gifts and vocations he has entrusted to you. And I pray that those who are now beginning their service may respond fully to Christ's call, following him with faithful generosity. He also expressed his appreciation that young people choose to dedicate some years of their lives in generous service to the successor of Peter and to the ecclesial community. During his greetings to the new recruits, Pope Francis took the opportunity to publicly thank all the members of the Swiss Guard for their diligent service. I greatly appreciate your ability to combine professional and spiritual aspects, thus expressing your devotion and fidelity to the Apostolic See, he said. In other news this morning, the Border Patrol, as Mark Mayfield tells us, urging everyone to report suspicious situations after shutting down three South Texas stash houses in just one day. Agents and local law enforcement found the houses Tuesday in Laredo, all holding at least 50 undocumented immigrants. More than 180 migrants from the countries of El Salvador, Guatemala, and Mexico were found in total. The Border Patrol says these people are being held against their will, adding human smuggling and trafficking are dangerous situations. The former ambassador to Mexico under President Trump saying the U.S. needs to look in the mirror when it comes to stopping this current surge in illegal immigration. Christopher Landau says the migrants are coming here for work thanks to the lax enforcement of employment laws. Until we get serious about making it more painful for employers to hire people illegally, we're always going to have a migration crisis. At the same time, he says we also need to make it easier for people to come here legally to work. That includes expanding visas. A former FDA chief for the Trump administration saying the Centers for Disease Control should consider lifting indoor COVID mask mandates. Dr. Scott Gottlieb speaking on CNBC last night saying indoor mandates should be lifted as more Americans get vaccinated. Gottlieb said lifting the mandates will preserve the credibility of public health officials who may have to re-implement them this winter should coronavirus outbreaks return. A soldier in training at Fort Jackson in South Carolina is in custody now after allegedly hijacking a school bus at gunpoint. Richland County Sheriff Leon Lott says a 23-year-old New Jersey native accused of pointing a rifle at the bus driver yesterday morning before taking the wheel with 18 children from Forest Lake Elementary on board. Probably one of the scariest calls that we could get in law enforcement as a school district is that a school bus has been hijacked with kids on it with someone with a gun. No one was hurt in the incident, and Fort Jackson officials say the trainee's rifle was not loaded. It is believed he tried to drive the bus for a few miles before having difficulties and then abandoning the vehicle. He's facing a number of charges, including 19 counts of kidnapping. Well, Mother's Day weekend is this weekend. Happy early Mother's Day to all the moms out there, both physical and spiritual moms. Uh, we're all mothers. All women are mothers in some ways because of who we are, because we receive and we have that nurturing element. And if you're looking for, as we wrap up the news this morning, some beautiful documents to read all about spiritual motherhood, I highly recommend the writings of 
St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, her essays on women, as well as Pope St. John Paul II and the Dignity and Vocation of Women, one of my favorite encyclicals, and also the Papal Letter to Women for more on that. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the idea of Mother's Day dating all the way back to ancient Greece, the Greeks choosing to honor Rhea, the mother of the Greek gods and goddesses, in a spring festival back in 1600 in England, the occasion known as Mothering Sunday. In 1872, the woman who wrote the words to the Battle Hymn of the Republic first suggested the celebration of Mother's Day in the United States. It was then left to another woman, Anna Jarvis, to get the ball rolling to officially recognize Mother's Day. West Virginia, by the way, was the very first state to accept Mother's Day as a formal holiday by the following year. Nearly all of the states are on board Mom's bandwagon, President Woodrow Wilson declaring it a national holiday by 1914. Speaking of moms, our Mother Mary, we celebrate her in this month of May. Beautiful programming offered by EWTN. Doug Keck will fill us in right after the break. Stay tuned on a Friday. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your B.A. degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. minutes past the hour. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, on a Friday. Each Friday we do a segment called The Inside Word with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer, and it's, it's your kind of scoop in terms of what's coming up in the network, and always gives, I, I think it helps me, Doug, too, because I actually can plan my weekend then if I know what movies are coming up and what programs you're having on, and this is such a beautiful month celebrating Our Lady, so lots of good stuff coming up from what I understand, right? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, one of the bright spots is we have coming up is going to be The Light of Soledad. It's a new movie, a film on the origins of the servants of Mary, a religious order dedicated to the care of the sick and the poor around the world. So 
that's a new one for us coming up on Saturday night. You know, usually Saturday nights we try to have uh, movies and films about saints. We also have, uh, as well, uh, on the 8th, happening uh, the re-air of Discovering Damien St. Amalekai, which is a very fine program as well, so you can check that out. Mother's Day programming, well, we've got Mother Angelica and the Blessed Mother, so there's plenty of Mother's Day programming. Uh, Throughout Sunday, we're going to be running Mother Angelica's live classics on Heaven's Secrets 1, 2, and 3, Uh, Joys and Works all together. Check that out starting uh, at 5 a.m. in the morning and running all the way through the afternoon so we kind of have a, a blitz of mother angelica kind of um wall to wall we also have the holy rosary to end the pandemic you know your holy father has announced that so we're mm-hmm. going to be carrying that event from the shrine knock in uh, ireland where we did a wonderful documentary um not that long ago uh, and we've just recently installed equipment there which will be producing this uh, event from there and we look for having other events from the shrine and knock ongoing in the in the coming months of course, we've got Fatima coming up, so we've mm. got the message of Fatima as a new condensed version of our multi-part series. People can see that so they can get it in one sitting. Got the candlelight procession from Our Lady of Fatima, also for the rosary, coming up on the 12th, so people can check that out as well. That's next Wednesday. And we also have uh, Holy Mass in honor of Our Lady of Fatima as well, coming from Fatima. And also the National Mass for Life from Ottawa, of course, uh, as was impacted here in the States. The March for Life has been uh, basically canceled for all intents and purposes. So we're going to be airing the National Mass for Life from Ottawa, uh, and that will be new. Kevin Dunn and his team doing the best they can up there, as you guys do every year as well Mm -hmm. for the March for Life down here. So that's just a little bit of uh, the programming we have coming up. And, of course, uh, reminding everyone, all the details uh, can be found at EWTN.com. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Mother Angelica and the specials you're running on Mother's Day because I was mentioning at the top of the hour the importance of, of embracing and understanding spiritual motherhood. Uh, she just um, just oozes spiritual motherhood. I, I can remember the story about her when there was a very troubled woman flipping through the channels who was very desperate, had been abandoned by her own mother and was struggling with drug and I think she was struggling with drug and alcohol addiction and she called into the program and was sobbing because she didn't have a mom or her mom had left her and Mother Mother Angelica said, I will be your mother now. Right, absolutely. And and I think, again, Mother Angelica came from a a family of divorce. She came from a a family of troubles and, and poverty to some degree, certainly where she grew up. And so I think the importance of parents and mothering uh, is important to her, obviously. And I think she also had that heart for people like herself growing up and people she knew where life wasn't perfect, which it isn't for, 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 for any of us at all different levels, of course. And I think she always wanted to be there for those people. And that's what was great with Mother. She was a great uh, marriage of uh, of mercy and justice you know she'd mm-hmm. call you out when you needed to be called out but she'd be there to uh comfort you at the same time yeah it's beautiful i'll never forget that this whole idea of spiritual motherhood she just reminds us of what that means right. i also just wanted to um i forgot to mention this to you during the break when we were chatting and deacon dom and i were doing a uh, a presentation at a local parish uh parish last night on couple prayer right. and afterwards i had several people come up to me and say that they have stopped watching 
the secular media, news media altogether, and that they are so grateful for everything that we do, whether it's Raymond, right. whether it's mm-hmm. the EWTN News Nightly, uh, Catholic News Agency, the Register, and the news that we do on, on all of our shows and the news links, because they just, they said that the news is, you know, whatever you're watching, it's just so overwhelmingly negative to have that perspective. And that's one of the reasons, and we were, we were chatting during the break about the importance of having someone like an Edward Penton based in Rome who can explain the behind the scenes and, and the issues going on with this with this conference, which is very troubling because if we don't have that then we're then we're left just looking at this and saying huh well i think with those kind of things we run into the same problem whether uh, the the intention is there or not it's kind of like joe biden constantly president joseph biden being called a devout catholic all the time listen you can argue about his politics but if you're going to caveat or or always encase it in being a devout Catholic, well, then that raises directly the issues where he's totally opposed to Catholic teaching when it comes to things like abortion, which he's not he's not putting up with, he's promoting. And so it's the same thing. You do these other events at the Vatican, and whether they like it or not, the impression then becomes that this is something the Vatican basically supports. Supports, right. Right, and, and you could argue and say, oh, no, that's not the case. But again, we live in a world of perceptions, you know what I mean? Optics, perceptions, yeah. Right, Mm -hmm. people read headlines. They don't read the story. And so the headline becomes the story, and we always have to be very careful about that that idea of giving scandal, which is kind of a lost concept in the church, but used to be something that was really important, the idea of saying, it doesn't matter what you're doing necessarily, but if you're misleading people by the appearance of it, that's also a problem. And there's difference in terms of the, the, yes, I understand we do have to be in the world, not of the world, and, and extend a, 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 you know that outreach to people to mm-hmm. evangelize. But there's a difference between giving particular people with huge agendas that are complete in direct opposition to what we believe and well, teach a platform. Absolutely. Well, you said right. it. We, we we should evangelize them. The question is, when we have these things, are we evangelizing, evangelizing them? them? Right. Who's getting evangelized? Thank you. Thank you. Doug, great perspective. Appreciate it and look forward to all of the great programming, not only this weekend, but the month of May. For more information on the programs we discuss, go to EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday coming up, and then we'll chat with Edward Penton live from Rome. All of that on a Friday. Stay tuned. The Diocese of Dallas will continue to broadcast the celebration of the Holy Mass on Sundays for those who are not able to participate in person at their parish. The Mass is now being broadcast in English at 11 a.m. with a repeat at 12 noon on Channel 27 and each Sunday at 8 a.m. in Spanish on Univision Channel 23. For updates on the broadcast of the Mass and other news and information from the Dallas Diocese, please visit cathedal.org. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. For the eighth consecutive year, the Pope St. John Paul II Monstrance is visiting North Texas and will be available for veneration and adoration at many parishes, schools, seminaries, universities, and Catholic centers through June 14th. 
All are invited to call Joanne at 972-489-3220 to either receive the schedule for the Monstrance or to request a visit to your parish or location. Please make plans to pray for vocations and your other intentions at one of the locations this year. For information, call 972-489-3220. If you want God to hear your prayers, hear the voice of the poor. St. Thomas of Villanova. Tithing to Catholic Charities, a large faith-based social service agency, is an ideal way for Catholics to live out Jesus' call to serve our brothers and sisters. We feed the hungry, house the homeless, place adoptions, and more. The Time for Giving campaign funds our 10 core services. When attending Mass on May 15th and 16th, prayerfully consider supporting Catholic Charities' mission to serve our brothers and sisters or go to ccdallas.org tfg. Welcome back at the Connection. It is a Friday morning. You are listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And every Friday, at least we try to do this every Friday. I started this uh, right before the election because the the state of the media is uh, just crumbling in terms of the news media and other areas of the culture as well. And so we try to help you discern uh, the stories that, that matter. And that's what we do now. I'll try to do at least once a week, Fact Check Friday. And we also have uh, files that I keep on my website at TeresaTomio.com where we link to the different things that we discussed. And if you're interested in hearing more on this, uh, Vanessa Denhagarmo and I also do a, a local segment. I say local, I'd say the first hour because a lot of people listen to the first hour of the show online. And uh, that can be heard each week on AveMariaRadio.net. You can just check out our website. We call that segment in the news. Well, this week in the news, Vanessa and I did discuss this uh, research report that came out, 2021 State of the Media. And so what they did was they interviewed uh, well over, well, almost 3,000 journalists around the world and basically took a look at really what is um, what are the biggest points of pain, as they refer to it, uh, and general annoyances for media. And it's, it's quite eye-opening. And, and one of the, the aspects that I found um, really compelling, and knowing this firsthand, having worked in the industry now, crazy as it is, 40-plus uh, years, it's actually my 40th year. Yeah, just over 40 years because I graduated from college in early May of 1981. When they asked these journalists around the globe and around the country to identify the biggest challenges for journalism in the last year, so much of this was based obviously on 2020, they responded in their own words. And one of the interesting things was staffing and declining ad revenue. Now, why do I pick, I'm going to talk about a few other things that they said. Because oftentimes people look at the mass media and they give you the impression that they are just so much larger than life and they have all these huge staffs and they have all these people working on this and you've got six or seven people working on one story. That is simply not reality. I would say maybe we had bigger staffs back in the 80s and the 90s, but back in the 90s when I was still in TV news, they started to really trim down. And what we always need to remember when we're looking at secular outlets that they are businesses and their agenda is twofold. I think the money-making agenda is just as important to them as the political agenda that they have, leaning, of course, as we know the surveys show, to the left. But it's important to remember that part of the problem we're seeing, and this is not to make an excuse, this is just to give you a little bit of an inside take, we have to remember that they do not have the staff to keep as we say in the business, feeding the beast. 
when you have most of these operations on air, whether they be cable or broadcast, trying to fill practically 24-7 programming for their news outlets, it takes an awful lot of material which is why there's so much sloppiness because the staffs aren't there any longer. Now, part of this can be a result of COVID as well in the last year because COVID has affected many, many employers greatly in terms of having to scale back because of obvious economic uh, impact situations in, in various businesses with the media being one of them. And so this quote that they're very, very concerned about staffing and declining ad revenue, that last part, ad revenue, Ad revenue is what keeps everything rolling. And when we talk about ratings in the business, it ties directly into advertising. The more people they get to view, the bigger demographic, the particular important demographics of, of those folks who are, you know, the, the 18 to, uh, you know, in the, especially the, I would say the 18 to 54 category, very, very important for TV and radio. And so they're targeting various news operations, various uh, programming aspects of the news divisions to reach particular audiences that advertisers want to reach for their products. The more people that view in, the more they hit their target audience, the more money they can charge the advertisers to pay for commercials on their outlets, whether it be a website, whether it be a radio station or a TV station. So ra uh, ratings are extremely important in terms of the flow of money coming into these operations. And the fact that they're concerned about this, these are reporters talking about this because they understand that money is driving this. Okay, And we have to remember when we see these various stories that money is driving a lot of it. You heard those undercover reports, some of the audio we ran um, a couple of weeks ago from Project Veritas when they... Uh, were able to get a CNN person who works on the inside, one of their top technical people, a CNN director, talking about fear sells. And he said it very nonchalantly. And that's not anything new. That has been since the beginning of, of, of you know, the business itself of journalism. It's, you know, if, if it bleeds, it leads, unfortunately, is still spoken in newsrooms. So it's like if you, you have an accident on a freeway and everybody slows down, it's that gawker mentality where people are drawn to it. There's also the the idea of the acronym NIMBY, not in my backyard. People tune in because they want to make sure that this crisis, whatever they see, whether it's a building in flames or a horrible crash on the local freeway, that it doesn't affect them. So it's very important to understand how the media put packages of their news together. To, the more we understand how they operate, the more we can understand how to discern properly. Now, um, the other quote that I thought was really interesting was, everyone is trying to convince others to feel the way they feel, to think the way they think. I miss just the facts and hope to provide more of that in 2021. I'm not here to get people to think like me. That was a sign of some hope that there are some reporters out there who get that unless you're, quote-unquote, an opinion editorial writer, you shouldn't be giving us your thoughts on everything. That is not your job as a news reporter. You're supposed to put the facts out there and let people decide. So there is a sense that reporters understand that they've lost that art of putting truth out there and letting people make decisions for themselves. But again, staffing in decline and ad revenue, trying to stay away from this opinion and also this opinion type of journalism. And here's something else interesting. The whole thing with, with COVID, 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 right? 
the, ten, the need to provide constant COVID-19 news at the expense of other topics. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Going back to what we mentioned earlier, because fear sells. People are worried about COVID for obvious reasons, uh, not only health, but the continued fallout, whether it be isolation issues, uh, the control that many local governments are using this to control people. Uh, obviously, they're concerned about uh, the vaccine, questions about the vaccine, questions about being able to go back to work. So this emphasis on COVID, again, goes back to that original idea of what is going to sell, what is going to keep you and me and everyone else going to the website, getting the clicks, tuning into the radio program, tuning into the news program, the newscast, whether it be CNN, you know, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever it is, there is a mindset that is here. And a big part of that mindset, again, is to keep people coming back so they can earn more money at the end of the day. Now, again, I always say there's two agendas that are top, money, a big one, but also a particular way that they are messaging. And of course, with the secular media, most of that, unfortunately, is way, way left of where most people are center. So that's a fact check Friday for you, a little inside look in the newsroom. This is a study that came out um, actually just about a month ago. And these are questions answered by journalists across the country and around the world on, in their own words, what they're concerned about going forward. Great journalists will be on the phone with us in just a minute. Edward Penton from Rome. Stay tuned. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Hello, I'm Larry Lindzen. David Walker and I represent Catholic Life Insurance in North Texas and are sponsors of this great station. Do you have questions about your life insurance or your retirement plan options? We can share some ideas with you and also some options. We can be reached at 214-274-3236. Again, 214-274-3236. Thank you for listening to Catholic Radio and supporting KATH 910 AM. 13, 12, Uh, 11, 10, What are you doing, Cecil? 9. Oh, are you counting down the seconds until our Summer Speaker Series four, tickets with three, Father John Ricardo two, go on sale? 1. I gotta go get my tickets. Bye. Uh, I guess I'll do the rest of the spot alone then. The tickets for our 13th annual Summer Speaker Series are on sale now. Join us for an evening of food fellowship and a presentation by Father John Ricardo, all in support of Catholic Radio. The event is happening Thursday, August 5th, beginning at 6 p.m. in the Grand Ballroom of the Irving Convention Center. Tickets and discounted hotel rates can be found at grnonline.com. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Welcome back 
the connection. It is a Friday morning. So respect the great work of writer, reporter for the Register based in Rome, our friend Edward Penton. And really understands the inside workings of the Vatican, which is why he's so good at what he does. And, and Edward, I know you and I were chatting during the break, and you may recall that about, I think it was about five years ago, I covered one of the first conferences similar to this that was put on by the Pontifical Council for the Culture, and it was all about adult stem cell research. And I thought it was is actually very good. And this this event seems to have lost its way, unfortunately. And, and many people have, uh, listeners have been writing me and saying, what is going on? And so I'm so glad you're joining us, and the timing is perfect, because they're in the middle of this conference, and it ends, I believe, later today or tomorrow, correct? Yes, that's right. It's uh, May uh, 6th to the 8th, yes. All right. So uh, I've got the title of the conference. It's supposed to be about um, spiritual healing, and it's all about, um, let's see, here it is, Exploring the Mind, Body, and Soul. And the people they have are um, highly questionable in terms of the messaging that is going out, especially... Chelsea Clinton, uh, their supermodel Cindy Crawford, and others, uh, Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry, uh, Anthony Fauci, I mean, there's a whole other uh, different issues with him, but I mean, in terms of Catholic teaching, I mean, the biggest name that is really causing um, much concern, and for good reason, is Chelsea Clinton. So ju- just your thoughts on, uh, on what do you think has happened, and we were talking during the break that, unfortunately, an effort that could be very well done to reach out to people is seems to be being used to send a different message. Your thoughts? Yes, that seems to be the case, Teresa, because I think one of the problems that people have, have highlighted about this conference is basically lack of, the lack of exposure given to, to the Catholic voice, to, to the Church's teaching. There's, there's only a few opportunities when you look at the agenda, the program, that, that really give opportunities for for Catholics, prominent Catholics, or Catholics in medicine to really convey the church's teaching on these different issues uh, now they bring their expertise obviously but that you'd think at a vatican conference that there would be a an equal exchange of views but it does seem uh to be more one-sided than than not and that there is a real problem or real difficulty in in give, giving a, a a more balanced um debate if you like a more balanced uh chance for others because to, to make their voices known have you been able to to sit down or, or, or get a response from uh, Vatican leaders involved in this event? Why, of, of all people, Chelsea Clinton? Yes, well, this is all part, of, I think, of the of the pledge by the Vatican to really reach out to these people who aren't Catholics, who are prominent, but they don't uh, necessarily go along with the Church's teaching. Um, and it's very much uh, based on, on the Second Vatican Council, of course, which is to engage with the modern world in the hope that... Um, that they can be challenged by the church's teaching and and they can challenge the church with whatever they might think or believe um now when it comes to someone like chelsea clinton that seems to rather fall apart because she's very uh takes diametrically opposed views to the church's teaching particularly on abortion of course um and so it's hard to see what sort of common ground there could be on there but but the, the Vatican believes there can be and that there are things that they can share. She, she does have a master's in, in health, um, health provision, I think, or health care. So, so they, they think that that brings a certain relevance to this. But as I said earlier, it does seem to be rather prominent that those who are not Catholic are given the chance to speak as opposed to those um, who are Catholics. 
I think most most people, especially our listeners, are, are reasonable and understand that the church and and, and the reaching out and and, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, engaging the world. But there's a difference in giving someone, as you said, Chelsea Clinton, such a platform. And then how do we how do we come back and okay, if we're trying to evangelize her. Uh, what do we do with that in this opportunity? How will she be witness to about the church teachings to which she's so diametrically opposed? Yes, and I think it's there is this problem. I mean, you give them the the platform, but but what happens after it? And we've had now, as you say, we've had five conferences like this. The last one was rather controversial too. We had we had the singer Katy Perry um, give a speech on transcendental meditation for young people. And she spoke even from the chair that the Pope usually uses in the Paul VI Hall. Now, what, what has happened since then? What fruits have come from these conferences? Well, um, it's hard to say, of course, because we haven't sort of gone around to ask the people who took part. But it's, it's unlikely that, say, someone like Katy Perry would become a Catholic or think of becoming a Catholic just on account of her being able to talk, give a talk at the Vatican. And whether she, she may have heard some good things that uh, the Vatican has, uh, that she heard at the Vatican conference, but it's still, um, open to question, and I think doubtful that that, that really does have an effect. But um, but we'll have to see. Maybe we'll find them become more become Catholics in a, in a in a decade or two. But at the moment, it doesn't seem to have to bear that much. Much we're talking, fruit. yeah, we're talking with Edward Penton from Rome, a National Catholic Register columnist and, and writer and reporter about this uh, Vatican conference that is causing a lot of uh, concern. And and for good reason. My concern here, and Doug uh, Keck and I were talking about this. He was he's on with me every Friday morning. Is you now we know you and I know as reporters, Edward and and, and Doug as well, with his background in, in the media. Unfortunately, in this day and age of you know social media and tweets, most people don't read beyond. We used to say the first lead paragraph years ago when I was in J school. Now most people don't mm-hmm. read beyond the tweet, don't read beyond the headline, and they hear someone like a Chelsea Clinton or a Deepak Chopra speaking at the Vatican the people make the connection that while well, they're actually giving them a platform so then they are saying that what Chelsea Clinton believes in what her parents believe in the whole Planned Parenthood uh, Association well then that must be okay and then you combine that with a president in the White House who claims he's a devout Catholic as well as other Catholic leaders around the world who try to say they're Catholic and, and endorse uh, obviously things that are directly against church teaching there's this, there's this constant virtual signaling opposite of what we believe and and you know, Catholics, faithful Catholics, are really just tired of it. Yes, and I think that the concern is that it's, it seems that the sort of mood music it puts off is that the church perhaps isn't really that concerned about these issues and that they're willing to sort of sacrifice standing up for these issues, um, these, you know, the scourge of abortion, for example, and, and many others, um, for the sake of having a few celebrities come and speak at the Vatican. And that seems to be the sort of impression that this gives, and that's why I think it gives a lot of scandal to a lot of people. Um, but but the, I don't see anything really changing from that at the, at the Vatican. I just put a piece out in the register about how this, these conferences have become quite commonplace in the Vatican now, and I was trying to get details on who funds them and why why they are happening now and, and how much these organizations are perhaps contributing to these conferences, and I couldn't get a clear answer. Mm. Um, it seems to be that, that the Vatican is not really stumping up any money for these conferences. They're all funded by external most of them are funded by external donors who who have views diametrically opposed to church teaching in many cases and so so the general trend towards uh, is towards more of these conferences and to more um as i think some people would argue uh, a weakening of the church's witness and the church's right. uh, the church's teaching 
And I think, by the way, it undermines. Uh, the Holy Father gave a, a beautiful catechesis. He's been doing the catechesis, as you all know, because you're there, on prayer. And he was talking about contemplative prayer. And over the past few weeks, he's warned against you know the different types of quote unquote meditation that are out there, comparing it to what we understand to be true, uh, you know, contemplative prayer meditation versus, as you just mentioned, Katy Perry talking about transcendentalism, or someone like a, a Chopra talking about you know his version of of spirituality, and and you don't cover that, right? I'm not saying you. I'm using the pronoun to describe the media. That gets mm-hmm. little or nothing, except if you're on Catholic radio and TV and you're reporting like we do, these beautiful messages every week. It undermines and pushes that aside, and then this becomes the focus that's right so it's it's on the one hand there's there's good solid teaching uh, that you, you occasionally hear but on the other hand it's as you say it's undercut by these other issues which tend to get more publicity unfortunately exactly. because right. they cause more well they cause scandal and that that of course is something that um that concerns a lot of people so yes it, it's um this is constant sort of three steps forward two steps back or or the other way around yeah and it it um it does, as I said earlier, it does seem to weaken, um, or at least seems to weaken, the church's, uh, the church's witness. Have you been able to get any understanding of, of whether they understand the optics here? And, and I mean optics just in terms of you know, the visualization and the problems that, that, that people think of. Uh, and of course, deeper, we know, because of the church teaching, but just the image alone of bringing in uh, such people, not that we don't want to evangelize them and work with them and, and sit down with them and, and discuss or, you know, have a healthy, healthy debate. But what, what that does, and you know what I think about, too, Weber, which is so frustrating for me, is that the church has so much to say about health care and uh, mind, body, and soul and in, in terms of what we could look at. And if you think about one of our doctors of the church, one of the female doctors of the church, right, St. Hildegard, I mean, the, where's somebody giving a talk about her and what she brought to the table about health uh, so many centuries ago? This is what is so frustrating for those of us who love the faith and know what it has to offer and I'm not saying don't extend invitations to discuss things with people. Again, I covered one of these conferences years ago in the Adult Stem Cell Research Conference. I thought it was one of the first uh, of this nature. I thought it was very, very good. And there were a lot more Catholics on those panels than not. And yet it seems it's just gotten out of control now. I mean, it's, it's very frustrating. Does, it, does the Vatican realize what people are, are feeling and thinking, faithful Catholics, about this? I think they do. I mean, this this particular conference is run by the Pontifical Council for Culture, which is which is headed by Cardinal Gianfranco Rovati, who's always right. been very, very much into sort of pushing, um, trying to sort of, uh, I suppose, to evangelize the world by by bringing in the sort of worldly things like, the, I mean, worldly culture and the, the culture of the world, and to try and engage and, and, and bring it into contact with the church and the church's teaching. But but it does seem to be much more about um, as as we said, you know, it's, it's pushing their agenda and their their sort of narrative rather than the church's, and that that seems to be um, the way that they seem to be happy doing it. And they, I think they they seem to feel that the church has a lot to learn from the world and a lot to learn from the culture, and so that's why the the emphasis seems to be on on them rather than on the church's teaching. But um, um, who, who, why that is the case? I'm really not sure. It's, but it's a sort of growing trend that, that the Catholic voice is becoming ever quieter, um, and the world's voice is becoming ever louder. So, what can uh, the concerned Catholic do? Obviously, we pray. We always pray for our leaders. But uh, what can we do about this? Would you suggest? Because people are are very. I've I've received a number of emails, and I'm so I'm so glad you're on on with us when the actual conference is taking place. 
What can we do as concerned Catholics, do you think, in addition to praying? Any ideas? Well, I think it's important to just um, mention it perhaps to your bishop or to or even write to the Vatican or or make your voice known that you're not you're not happy with this um, if you're not happy with it. Uh, but I think the I think that's really the only thing you can do because obviously those in the Vatican aren't really accountable. There's there's no elections. You can't uh, you can't vote them out or anything like that. So so they're happy to carry along carry on with this, and they're not necessarily following what the media is saying about it. And um, although they may be aware, they're not particularly concerned generally. Unless, of course, um, it becomes global headlines and it really causes serious problems for the Vatican, then they tend to sit up and, and take notice. But, but at the same time, I think it is worth um, making certain um, certain concerns known to, to whoever is closest to you in the, Vatican, in the Vatican or people you know in the Vatican or your bishop um, if, if you are concerned about this. I think that's perhaps the only way one can go about it as well as prayer, of course. Right, and also I think too to know our faith as as best as we can to be able to explain to people you know, that these things are uh, it does does not mean that the church teaching has changed and help people understand that in terms right. of uh, these types of events and and how uh, this is a church attempt for whatever reason that's saying we agree with it but the way they're reaching out in particular but again to know our faith and to understand that these these core teachings the preeminent issue of life. Uh, despite these, you know, conferences that are going on, that does not change and cannot change, and we need to be able to explain the faith. Edward, thank you so much for, for helping us walk through this, and thanks for all your great work uh, based in Rome, and we will talk again soon. Edward Penton from The Register, based in Rome, on a Friday morning addressing uh, this important topic. I know many of you have been emailing and asking uh, if we were going to address this, and, um, you know, very, very important, but I wanted to bring it out in terms of the timing of when it was going on to kind of focus on this, so really appreciate Edwards' perspective. We keep on keeping on, and that's a great idea. We are in well in our rights to write respectfully to our church leaders. And, you know, many of our, our local bishops are directly involved in various uh, Vatican events or Vatican councils and conferences themselves and do have uh, a line to the Pope. And so there's nothing wrong with you reaching out respectfully again and writing a nice letter uh, to your bishop and raising your concerns, especially for those of you who, and I know many of our listeners are there, are in prominent positions in the pro-life community. Be not afraid to lovingly reach out and keep in mind great saints that did so many things such as that, especially feast day we celebrated recently of St. Catherine of Siena. We'll be right back to let you know what's coming up next week. Stay tuned. You're listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN on a Friday. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 10 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan cost goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. 
Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit AveMaria.edu. Thank you so much for tuning in to the one, the only EWTN. For all of the uh, mentions that Doug gave us, a great uh, upcoming programming. Don't forget EWTN.com. And also, for great programming and information on our programs and videos and all the great resources we have as well, both websites, AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN. Call your mother. Have a happy Mother's Day. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to After Connection with Teresa Tamio. After Connection is a co-production of I Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thirteen, twelve. Uh, 11, what are you doing, Cecil? Nine. Oh, are you counting down the seconds until our summer speaker series four, tickets with Father three, John Ricardo two, go on sale? One. I gotta go get my tickets. Bye. Uh, I guess I'll do the rest of the spot alone then. The tickets for our 13th annual Summer Speaker Series are on sale now. Join us for an evening of food fellowship and a presentation by Father John Ricardo, all in support of Catholic Radio. The event is happening Thursday, August 5th, beginning at 6 p.m. in the Grand Ballroom of the Irving Convention Center. Tickets and discounted hotel rates can be found at grnonline.com. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, as well as participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. 
Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.